0: Welcome, welcome, welcome! It's the hundredth episode. How exciting is that? Thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast. My name is Scroobius Pip. Um, yeah, this is lovely. We've got up, we've done a hundred, or we've done more than a hundred because of the parts ones and parts twos and all that. But still, this is the hundredth episode and the hundredth guest, um, and it's very exciting and. It's crazy that we've got this far. Um, it blows my mind that we've not missed a week and you guys often don't miss a week that we've been doing, yeah, we've we've, we've been going on and on and on and on consistently for this long for free for you guys. So it's crazy how, big, how much it's grown and the kind of, the dice was rolled long ago. Um, and yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. I, I I don't know. I've I've got a tendency or a, a, an inclination now to ramble on too much and give um, an Oscar nomination speech or an Oscar winning speech, but I won't. Because in reality, we've not been been nominated for shit. We've purely just kept going because no one's stopped us. Um, but thank you for tuning in. And yeah, it's mind blowing. Um, obviously, I'm going to give some thanks. Actually, I'm going to give. We're gonna get on to the hundredth episode, which had to be Mr. Dan Lassack, obviously. Who else could it be? Loads of you have been asking for this for ages, so um yeah, we thought the timing was right. And we'll I mean we'll explain in the podcast why the time was right. Turned into a two part, obviously, because we get rambly. Anyone who's seen us live will know how much we can ramble, um, at points. Um but yeah, and Dan Lassack is one of the people that needs Uh, thanks from this podcast because he advised me on all the kits so when i starting off so the kit that you know i take to everyone's houses and record all these episodes on was all all given to me or not given to me i bought it myself but was all advised to me by dan Lassac. so um that's great and there's a breakdown of that kit in the distraction pieces book that's coming out um on august 3rd um i should mention that come along to the live show man on august 3rd it's my birthday um, and the book launch, and we're doing a live podcast at the Leicester Square Theatre with you guys as the as the guest. So we're going to line people up. I've already had word that a few previous guests are looking to come along. So if that happens, I'm thinking I'll have you guys l- line up w- one by one to come on stage and ask questions, and then every now and then I'll take a pause to interject a previous Distraction Pieces podcast guest. So that's hugely exciting. And the big one that I'm going to be recording and releasing is at the Leicester Square Theatre on August 3rd. I've also announced now that I'm going to be doing kind of a mini-podcast tour um, and a book-launch tour. And the idea of that... I'm going to record a one or two of them. I think we're going to be doing one up at the Edinburgh Fringe and then maybe one at um, a venue I played years ago in Glasgow. We're thinking of recording them, maybe. And the nature of them is going to be this similar to, to the London one. You can all come along and you can queue up and come on stage and ask questions. And it's not... It's not like when there's just a mic in the crowd. You get so. say, what is your favourite song that you've written? You come up and you sit down and we have a little chat. You pick a topic or you pick a subject or a question and I answer. And if there's response that's required, then we go back and forth. Obviously, within reason, there's normally a lot of people to get through. But that's how they're going to work. But also, we're going to do a load in book venues, um, in libraries, in all sorts of places around the country. And they're going to be the same. They're just just not going to be recorded. It's going to be a live Q&A with you guys. Because, again, I was asked if I'd just go around and do a tour of, of, of book signings. And that sounds crap, man. I mean, I'll still be doing the book signing part of it. It's just, I don't know, that oh, it feels a bit gross. It's fine. It's what people do. But I'd feel like Katie Price, with a far smaller queue, just turning up and signing and smiling and yeah, it's I don't know. It felt cheap, so I thought instead I'll I'll put the time aside to to go around the country as best I can and pop into as many places as we can and do these these little Q and A's, interact with you guys, hang out with you guys, have photos and do and do the books signing lark. So that's the plan. That is the plan. Um, I've not mentioned speechofelementrecords the ever running advert on this podcast because it's it's my record label and it's i mean speaking of edinburgh fringe twofold i'm going to speak of edinburgh fringe here on my website at speech of records.com you can buy my edinburgh fringe show from me a few years back that got four of all four and five star reviews didn't get a single review less than four stars i don't think had 19 shows in a row all sold out um so you can buy that and have a look. But also, you should be hugely excited at the fact that B. Dolan and Sage Francis are coming to the Edinburgh Fringe for the first time this year. And because I did 19 shows, they're being dicks and doing 20, because they've got to outdo me. But they're doing 20 shows at the Edinburgh Fringe. They're then doing a handful around the UK as well, all all on their websites and Facebooks, and on my website at uk, Or if you go to speechdevelopmentarecords.com and in the bottom bit click blog, that then you can get, get all the information there. But, yeah, I recommend you check that out. It's going to be amazing. It's the first time they've done a spoken word show together um, in the UK. So it's going to be huge. Um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, what else can I tell you about? Um, I've got on that little book tour, I posted the planned route and dates on online the other day. It was a huge, huge reaction. So thank you very much. And in, like, a 10-day run, I had one day off scheduled – and that day off is purely because I'm going to be in Edinburgh during the Fringe. So I'm thinking I could probably record four or five podcasts with the amount of people who are going to be up there that would be interesting for the podcast. So my plan is to not only record a load of, of live ones, but to, to backlog and build up a whole catalogue of great guests uh, while I'm up there. So I don't really have days off. And I'm going to be driving around the country, probably on my own is looking like at the moment. I'm trying to f- f- figure a way to bring uh, Chris of Redshift are rebels and of the drunk podcast, which we're going to have a, have new ones to, to kick off this new, the next hundred. God, that's depressing, isn't it? That we're kicking off the next hundred with me and my mates drunk. Um, but yeah, I mean, I need to go back into the fact that we've had a hundred, um, and launching with the first four of, of, we had, had Russell Brown to kick things off. And then Zane Lowe, which was, was one of my favorites. Cause when I announced that the first four were Russell Brown's Zane Lowe, Alan Moore, and DJ Yoda, Zayn seemed to be the one that some people were like, "Oh, I don't like that dude." And then when it came out, everyone was just hugely won over because I don't care your outside opinion of Zayn, and you don't have to be into his stuff. But if you listen to that podcast, you you see the dude's a good dude who's passionate about music, so that's great. Um, and straight off the bat, the fifth person was Sage Francis, the man, the man, the myth, the absolute uh, a legend. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna list I might list all of them. We then had this is going to be a long intro. We then had S- S- Simon Singh, who was amazing and like broke down the ma- the mathematics that's hidden in The Simpsons. He brought an Enigma machine in and explained how they broke the Enigma code in the war. I'd had, w- had Warren Ellis on sh- shortly after. So, straight off the bat, I'd had Alan Moore and Warren Ellis, two of the greatest comic book writers ever. Um, I then had Jodian Bickley and then B. Dolan. B. Dolan and Sage Francis, Edinburgh Fringe 2016. Um, then Open Mike Eagle, then S- Simon Pegg for our big Christmas special. And that was a massive one. He he talked about having popped on set at Star Wars and didn't mention that he's actually in it. I had Killer Mike after that, which is, man, that was one of the deepest experiences of my life. The dude, I still get that quoted constantly. And there's some great quotes from that in the upcoming book. So that's a great one to check out. Then I had f- org, who are hugely important. And again, that was one of the first ones I had that were kind of unknown and it went down a tree because because fullfact.org are a fact check company and website and they fact check tons of political statements or addresses or or and newspapers of facebook posts and things like that and they're hugely important particularly with all the brexit stuff and any voting and election stuff they're hugely important so i then had Josie long who was absolutely amazing Stuart lee who's an absolute idol of mine riz ahmed who's in the new star wars now Absolutely amazing. Kate Tempest, who has just grown and grown and grown and recently had a great clip on uh, Australian TV of her, her ranting um, beautifully and articulately um, about the, the state of the world. I had Rufus Hound, I had Nick Frost, I had Mike Skinner. That's the first 20. Damn, that's an insane 20. And then we got straight off the <laughs> off harder on that. Frank Turner, Billy Bragg, Dylan Moran. Um, and then I had my first Ask Pip episode, which is essentially what spawned the, the live ones the live ones I was like is, people really enjoy the Ask Pip one so I'd rather have people there to ask it and get involved then we had Wes Borland only the, the second American of that no they've, no there'd been loads there'd been Sage and Open Mike Eagle and loads then Rob the Bank then another Ask Pip no I never put the second Ask Pip episode up there's a there's a mystery Ask Pip episode that never I made it up then Rue R- Reynolds from Enter Shikari then S- Sarah Pascoe and Paddy Considine, the legend who's killing it in Peaky Blinders at the moment. Then Danny w- Wallace. Then was a massive one. We had Eddie Temple Morris on, and that was a huge one because we got really into some deep discussion about mental health straight off the bat. And that that was that was the first one that I got messages about for like a, a solid year after that. And the next one's coming up in a bit. But yeah, that was the first one that just seemed to be it, it's kind of ever living and means a lot to people. Then we had Ricky Hall, which was a really good one because it was getting people to see him rather than just this this model that's got all this coverage and some good, some bad. In fact, we talk about that in this episode with Dan Lissac. Then I had Howard Marks, beautiful Howard Marks, rest in peace, my friend, amazing man. And then on the way back from Howard Marks, I sat down with Dan Hardy and did a two-part. So that was a long day. Then there was another Ask Pip. Then I had Paul Vickery from the Prince Charles Cinema. Again, that was beautiful that that was one that, again, an unknown one that went down a treat. The lovely Michael Smiley. I love that man, and I'm a massive fan of him. Then we had the episode with Mr. Heggie, who does all the artwork um, for Speech development and loads of other stuff. And he was tattooing me as we did the podcast. So, so that was kind of intense. Next up was Gail Porter, and that's the second one that, man, I was hearing about that from you guys for weeks and weeks or months and months to come. I still get regular t- 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 tweets about that one. Um That was amazing. Then R- Ramesh Ranganathan, which was amazing. And I've been on his podcast since, and he writes the foreword in the book. In fact, he does the foreword in the, t- in the upcoming structure pieces book. Then Amanda Palmer, who was absolutely amazing and beautiful. Then we had the first kind of weird, unusual s- special. We had the British, a Red Cross, a Refugee Week special with Ramel, which, yeah, it meant the world, and it spawned a track and a record and all sorts of stuff, so check that out. Two-part with John Ronson, absolutely a legend, he features in the book a lot. F- a Flux Pavilion was amazing to talk to a nerd out with. Then we had a two-part Doomtree sp- special with POS, and then with Dessa. Then I had the only ever Skype one with B. Dolan, um, and I don't like s- Skype podcasts, that much so we only did one but but that was to launch kill the wolf then we had um episode 48 it was with john tolly of banquet records which is amazing getting to hear the ins and outs of a independent record store then it was neil maskell um who just brilliant far more intelligent and articulate than anyone could have hoped or imagined he's an amazing dude and then john kennedy who told one of the best stories of of when he worked in the um the bbc Music library or vinyl library, I think it was, which was amazing, and that was the first fifty. And at the beginning of part two, I'm going to talk about the, s- the second fifty because you probably just want to listen to a fucking podcast now. Yes, it was beautiful to have Dan Lassac, and the timing was just right. People have been asking about it for ages, but if we'd done it just after we stopped stopped working together and I launched the podcast, it would have been a bit. So how have you been? Yeah, I'm good. You know, so we've left it a while so that we've both been out doing stuff. So part one. We get really into everything that Dan's been up to. We get into how he got into music at the start of his career. And we get a bit into me and Dan. And then in part two, we get into more Lesac versus Pip story. So, yeah, I think you're going to really enjoy these. Um, and this is the 100th episode. It's mental. Oh, I, I should also mention excitedly that uh, Mr. Dan Lesak, uh will be the guest... DJ at this month's We Are Lizards at the book club in Hoxton. Um, So that's June 25th, Saturday. Um, We're going to have Dan Lesac and and Sam Redmore. It's going to be a a nice, busy night. Um, We've been doing it at the book club for years now. And... All the best songs. I put on a rubber lizard mask and sweat while I DJ. It's fantastic. We have great fun. So come on down. If you want uh, to get on the queue jump list, because it gets pretty hectic any time after like 10, it gets a big old queue. If you want to be on the queue jump list, send names to info at com. That's info at com. Put it in your diary. Come on down. This is Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 100 with Dan Lassac. This piece of fiction is the intent of the structure. This piece of fiction is the intent of the structure. This piece of fiction is the intent of the structure. This piece of fiction is the intent of, the, to the, structure. of the, to the structure. Start rolling as we're talking. Um It's been really good. It, I had one bit where the first time I got it, I took, I've recorded the Zane Lowe one. And then I took the memory card out to try and look at it, and it was blank. But it's these weird files that you can't look at it. You you have to use their converter and plug it in. So I shit myself. I was like, oh, God, I've done the first one and there's nothing there. But then I phoned someone and figured it out. And there was another time where it was full, but again, I was being ignorant. I was deleting on there not realising that at some point you have to format it to get it all off completely. Right, yeah, yeah. So it was saying, I was like, I've only got four recorded, yet it's not letting me record anymore, so I had to just... It's like it's it.
1: deleting the tag, but
0: not the file. Yeah, so I that all, I still don't understand that, but I just know that <laughs> at some point I have to and wipe it And it's got a it drum on. machine. It's got well. a drum machine, which I've not had to use. <laughs> it's got loads of stuff I've not had to use. Um, a Mike Skinner, uh, when I was in with him, Took great joy in telling me how overspect I was, and he said it's fair. He said I enjoy the podcast, and to be fair, it, 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 it does sound better than any others. But you know, you can do them on an iPhone, right? <laughs> as, yeah. as I, I lugged <laughs> in my Pelly case and and yeah, all that. But I'm joined by Dan Lassac. How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. I can see my name on your little screen. Your name's on name? there, and this this Pelly case I just just mentioned was formerly yours or
1: ours or ours for one of our two things. Was, that was given to us by. Um, a fan like oh, someone really? liked us yeah yeah that's he, good. Then. i think he worked for the bbc at some point and so i think we stole that belly case off the bbc i like
0: it because it's bright y- y- yellow it makes yellow. me feel like i'm a builder or doing something yeah. more manly than than all the shitty unmanly things yeah. i do that I so I, talking m- and poetry. i've got that
1: one bit in bright orange yeah 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 yeah, so yeah understand
0: yeah. that you're more in, it, into the orange that's the good. orange um it's been a while since we caught up and hung out, isn't it? I, just, I, was, I was thinking on the way up here, it's got to be Dolan's gig at XOYO in I mean, September, was that? For some reason yeah. I had November, that, but yeah, it's probably September, you're probably... October, let's split the difference. Split
1: the difference, yeah. How
0: have you been? I'm good, man, I'm good. good. Yeah. It's nice to be in your, in your pad and see your everything, <laughs> a, a multi-set <laughs> up, which kind of goes the things we're going to talk about. I mean, obviously, people have been requesting us to sit down on the podcast for ages, so we will get to Lesac versus Pip stuff at some point, but yeah. there's loads of Dan Lesac stuff that I want to talk about first. And I'm going to start with your computer s- s- setup. And your corner. So what I I, I learned from online and from talking to you is is one of the things that you've been doing a lot in the last year is playing computer games. And, a lot. And, and doing it online and... Is, is it Twitch or is it a separate streaming thing? Is there, Twitch. It is yeah, Twitch. Twitch.
1: There's a few of them. There's like Hitbox and YouTube Gaming yeah. and stuff, but Twitch is the only one that's actually good.
0: And it's what I was excited because I was like, right, as soon as... Because uh, we've been talking for a while, saying we will do a podcast, but we'll yeah. wait
1: until,
0: until the right time and when there's stuff to talk about. And it's been nice because... I've kind of wanted to ask you about it before it would be good to find out on the podcast cuz yeah. it's massive there's there's a guy called Demetrius Johnson who's a UFC fighter who's massive on it there's a, a WWF guy called Z- Xavier Woods who we loves don't it you know the wrestling he, types it's the wrestling they? types on there but <laughs> the nerdy wrestlers and nerdy MMA guys um <laughs> but yeah it's massive right and it's it's streaming not only a feed or it can only be a feed of you playing, right? It can just be essentially your screen as you're playing, but it yeah, also yeah. tends to be feeding a stream of a video of you as well. Yeah, kind of there yeah, going exactly. Hello, I'm Hiya.
1: playing. I'm just chatting away. So like it's what um Do you remember Justin.tv? Yes. Yeah, so it is Justin TV. It's it's what that evolved into. Right, I see. I don't know if Justin. I don't actually know if that still exists, but it's. I think it does, because that was like a
0: streaming thing and then it added like a chat room on the side of it kind of thing. Yeah, it does
1: have that still. So you have live chat room to the side of the video, and so your your viewers come in and they talk shit to you, and you talk shit back to them, Mm -hmm. and. Do they talk shit to
0: you all via text? All via text. Does yeah. that fuck up your gaming if you're kind of glimpsing over at
1: someone? It does. Like,
0: ah, you're shitting. Ah, oh, I was about ah, to kill that person. Or even yeah. someone saying you're great, and then you're about to kill well, it, someone.
1: Yeah, it's like it depends what you're playing. Yeah. Like, because I find it fascinating when you see um, people playing games like CS:GO, which is like really strategic, intense first-person yeah. yeah, 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 fucking yeah. shooter. Yeah. Uh, what's actually? What's the, I can swear, can't I? Yeah, yeah, swear I to throw your fucking life. Oh, nobs! Um, <laughs> if you see someone playing that and they've got to concentrate, yet they're engaged with their chat, yeah. and and some of them have like four thousand people yeah. sitting there watching, yeah. it, and they'll be just chatting away. Owning like being amazing at the game at the same time, and just it's casually like, talking. How do you how do you do it's that? It's the
0: shoot em up ones and that that initially put me off online gaming because mm. I think I had um had Call of Duty yeah 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 um and I, I was enjoying it and then I went online and. i think i got ptsd it it was genuinely the most intense and horrible thing in the world because people were so angry and so obviously amazing at it but but i was like oh i'll join this team yeah and then they're like fucking furious yeah um but again it's evolved a lot since then as well with the streaming and that as well that just illustrates how quick it all is now and how how high spec it is yeah
1: and like those with games that are as big as something like cod the you're going to have shitters. The percentage of shitters doesn't change in life. There's always just going to be a percentage of knob jockeys. But when there's millions of people playing that game, you're going to bump into more of those shitbags.
0: Yeah, and the fact is as well, I guess, as it's got bigger, there's a broader audience or or, or range of people on it. Similar to how... There was a long time where YouTube comments, it's just going to be horrible people being horrible. But that's kind of opened up a bit now and people are just, there's some shit as there's some nice. But like
1: you build a community. Yeah. You build a like, there's people I see. Because that's the thing
0: with Twitch, right? It feels like a very much, similar to I guess when you first went on Twitter or things like that, that it was a thing that... Regardless of who you are, I think that you're on there and that you're part of this community. It's weird because I'm my actual, the one I was going to liken it to, which makes me sound a bit sleazy, was Suicide Girls because when that website launched, yeah. it was a community as well. And yeah, it was yeah. very much, I was on there early on and there was a great f- a g- group of photographers I used to talk to mm-hmm. and street art people and it was this whole thing that it was this tiny area of the internet that happened to have boobs on it as well, which is awesome, yeah. but it was a community that wasn't your, your 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 regular mainstream one, which is similar yeah. to Twitch in a way, because it's not... If you're not into gaming, you're not in that community. You exactly. know, it's it's it, very simple as that. You're not going to be a casual Twitch fan, can you?
1: But you kind of... It's that thing of, like... The thing I enjoy about it, the thing I most liken it to, is it's that... Um, after we'd done a gig, the yeah. bit standing outside Yeah, yeah, yeah. afterwards... Yeah. Because you anyone who's coming to a gig that you're performing at, you're going to have something in common with Yeah, 100%. And it's the same on Twitch. They only come into your channel because you have something in common, whether yeah. that's, like, your sense of humour or who you are or the type of game you play, yeah. you know, because it's every genre of game, and yeah. I play very particular types. So I attract people who like those games, because I like those games, yeah. and we, we have this shared knowledge and shared thing. I'm going to say just bang and thing and do
0: that. Do you find you watch a lot on there as well? Because that was one of the weird things as well. The real And it, a thing that's confused people a lot, but if you've ever been um, playing computer games with a load of mates yeah. where you're not going to get to play every 10 minutes, you you realise how amazingly engaging it can be to just watch and not have that yeah. control. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people who aren't massive gamers or have never done been in that situation are confused about Twitch because it's like, you're watching someone else play a game. Why yeah, would yeah. you watch it? But again, it is it's engaging because it's going. Oh no, no! You kind of want to tell them not to go in there, or or, yeah, yeah.
1: or, 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 or learn from what they're doing. And Although like that, that would that would be a sin. Oh really? In my, in my chat, yeah, yeah you can't, You're not allowed to not advise not to, or critic. You're not allowed to backseat me. You can tell yeah. me I'm shit. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can yeah, tell yeah. me I'm good. That's you can't fine. say, you should go down there, then. But yeah, don't tell me that because I I like it. It's like like sitting next to someone while they're watching a film and so yeah. like you can you can say to me you're going to love this bit. Yeah, but. Don't say you're going to love this bit because Yeah. it's where it
2: Wolverine gets his yeah, claws yeah, out.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I like it. I like it. Um, yeah. But like, you're not just there watching that person play games. Yeah. Because of that chat room. Like, yeah. I don't have like a huge number of viewers, like 30, 40 a night, but you're yeah. there with those 40 people. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, we're playing The Witcher 3 at the moment. And oh, there's. Oh, what is that? Um. I'm clueless. I only
0: I play sp- sports games now. It's terrible. Okay. You know? <laughs> it's like
1: you play this badass, like, monster hunter, brilliant. essentially, and there's loads of titties. Awesome. Yeah. Basically, it's like 13th century titties. Great. Like, okay. Eastern cool. Europe, brilliant. Great. But, yeah, there's just, just loads of titties. So yeah. there's a bit where we can um, make love to a prostitute sweet and um it's getting creepier the fact that it is I'm just sitting there with 30 people and they're <laughs> watching me make love to a prostitute <laughs> yeah but no no what <laughs> makes it worse is like I got the everyone to decide which so it became this sweet. this debate over brunettes and redheads yep, and blondes and it was like super creepy yeah I like super it. creepy I like it but like at the same time it's funny because it's it's not arousing it's video yeah. game of course sex. it is, yeah, yeah. Like no one's, no one ever looks like they're actually touching anyone. We're yeah. not at that point in in technology, yet, technology that to realistic. make it look real.
0: So, so what kind of games in general do you go for? Um, just just so you know, to... we
1: sl- had sex with all three prostitutes. All three, I mean, one that's, after another. that's good. That's... That just seems like the right way to do it. Yeah,
0: that's um, that's that's a democracy. It's fine, it's exactly. isn't exactly. it? Exactly,
1: I just, you know, people voted one way, the other way. After. Oh, well, for you guys. Yeah. For you. Yeah. I like yeah, yeah. it. Let's let's see all of
0: them. So, so what kind of games? Is there a variation of games, and and is it all new games,
1: or do you play older games so on I, them as well? I actually tend to play a mix of like older stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Final Fantasy Seven was was a couple of months ago. We just yeah. did Chrono Trigger, which is an old SNES game, yeah. which was fucking awesome, man. I nearly cried. Rings a
0: bell. I don't
1: know. I, yeah, it's in the same vein as Final Fantasy yeah. and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then indie stuff as well. There's a game called um, Enter the Gungeon, which yes. is just, like, nice pixel graphics running around a dungeon shooting shit. Dose One did the soundtrack to it. Amazing. It's a dope yeah. soundtrack. That's pretty awesome. So, like, indie stuff as well. But I tend to do... If I can, I want a plot. I want yeah. a narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, with the older games, because all the stuff's text, Yeah, I get to do voices. Great. I get to act <laughs> it out and, and play yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. like... People seem to like that, and because I don't take it seriously. Yeah. Yet. But um, as long as it's got something to get my teeth into. Yeah. You know, like the reason I don't really play things like COD is just because I've got nothing to grab hold yeah. of. There's nothing yeah. I care about in those yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. I there was that. one a little while ago, um, The Last of Us. If you, you you're Xbox, aren't you? Yeah, I'm Xbox. If you know someone with a PS4, yeah borrow it and just like fifteen quid I think The Last of Us. Yeah, is I remember now. reading about it at the time. But it's Walking Dead kind of thing. But yeah. The the main character, the the female protagonist as well, you just fall in fucking love with them. Yeah. And yeah. you will cry.
0: I remember hearing The Last of Us and there was one or two others around that time that seemed to be the first that they really felt it was a breakthrough in right, we've got actually amazing Truly amazing plots and storylines, like yeah. like it, it. It could just be a film. Obviously, that's not to insult games or downplay them, it, but it's like yeah. it's, it's that level of everything has come together where <coughs> this is. It's like playing a film there's rather a, than watching a film.
1: There's a difficulty with gaming in general because of the quantity of content. Yeah, you think, all right, we're going to make a film. Yeah, okay, that's two hours. Yeah, 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 yeah and yeah. we still have to pile hundreds of thousands or millions of pounds into making that film. Yeah. But we can make sure that two hours is it's spot on. on. Yeah. Now take a game. Uh Well, we've got to do 40 hours. And we've still got the same budget as that film. Yeah. So we... Okay, well, we can't get Scroobius Pip to do that voice acting. Yeah, I'm very expensive. We're going to have to get... Who's the cartoon actor version of Scroobius Pip? We'll yeah. get him. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. so sometimes the... um. If you come in from the outside, it's just a tiny bit cheaper. It just takes yeah. a little bit more of a suspension of disbelief to yeah, engage. But, because you're with those characters for 40 hours... I was going
0: to say, because you've got that... The, the the downside is that, but a huge positive is the, t- the character
1: development time. Yeah. The, the it's space just you can so much just more... And you, you forgive any bad acting, mm. in a way, yeah. as... Okay... I can forgive that because I've fallen in love yeah, with this you've, character.
0: You've got into that that's, that's a story so much. It's where I genuinely think it's, it's 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 where the power balance is starting to go over to, to TV from film is exactly oh, God, that. It's like, right, you can tell this story in... I mean, these days you can do it in three hours because everyone's happy for a kid's film to be three fucking hours. I long. know. It's like, it's like, go ahead. Right, but right. the fact is you could tell it. In twelve hours or sixteen hours, yeah. and really get into these characters and these stories, yeah. which seems to be, it it seems to have been embraced now on the artistic side of it. Like the the writers and actors and all that seem to be the ones going, "Wow, I can get my teeth into this," rather than yeah. it just being the TV companies that, are like, well, we've, you know, we've got to f- f- mm. f- fill it or whatever else. So
1: yeah, and it's it's funny actually when you go back to watching go watch House of Cards or
0: yeah.
1: go watch Jessica Jones and yeah. like the amount of time it takes you to fall in love with the characters yeah. and then go watch any movie and it's like oh fuck I have to fall in love with this guy now. in 10 minutes quick yeah you know, it's over soon but this is why I, f- I find like Marvel I find really fascinating because yeah. we've got this extended universe yeah, yeah, so yeah. you they okay they have to grab you with Captain America in that first 20 minutes yeah. you have to learn to love him yep yeah. But we still get six movies yeah. to see him develop and change yeah. and all that. So and, no,
0: and and to see him in other people's contexts, to sling him into this context, in this film, in this area, where where he's not all the focus on him and see yeah. how you feel about him then, or where he's maybe kind of, you could perceive him as the bad guy, you could perceive him as this yeah. or that, and that's kind of,
1: yeah. But it's definitely like, with with the Twitch thing, it forces me not to just play the same game over yeah. and over, like multiplayer online, which I did when we were recording. Um, I think when we were recording, or just before we started recording Repent, Replenish, Repeat, yeah. I just played Call of Duty Black Ops 2 yeah. for six hours a day yeah. in my house and swore at people. Yeah, wasn't healthy. No. But like the Twitch thing, no one wants to see me do that. But they yeah. do want to see me play through Enjoying some of it. the greatest narratives of the last yeah. 30 years. So... I get to do it yeah
0: do you do do you, do you get a lot of offline gaming in like is is it's a weird one is the addiction to go right I need to be online in front of everyone <laughs> but then is there also fuck, I need to practice on this one because I'm not'm I'm not up to how no, I'd want to be yeah, kind of thing you know I don't
1: I don't practice I get uh, the the meme I suppose on yeah. Twitch is get good yep which so I do my getting good on stream so yep. if I start nice. if I'm terrible I'm terrible yeah. but you get to experience me going Ah, oh, well, okay, if I dodge and then cast this spell I'm and then do this. that. I got it, I got it, you know. So during, during Final Fantasy VII when we played that, there's these four b- optional bosses yeah. and three of them are like fucking rock hard. yeah. And that was like, I would... <laughs> there's, I actually Instagrammed a, a photo. I was sitting in a cafe and I had all these napkins around me where I was making notes of like... Because <laughs> that game, game's really there's lots of builds and you can equip things that do certain yeah, yeah. yeah. so I was like oh okay well if I equip that that and that that'll do this and I'm sitting there and I must have lost like two hours of my life sitting there but I refuse to go on and practice it yeah I'm going to learn on screen
0: I used to do that tons with championship manager (coughs) again very different gaming but amazingly immersive the fact is I'd be at, at, at work or college or whatever the next day and I'd be looking in the paper for yeah. for what footballers are good and or what yeah. youngsters are coming through again oh he's scored a lot this season for Port Vale. i might try and sign <laughs> him and like you'd, you'd, be, you'd be using r- real life scenarios to inform you on that and the weird part was more often than not it would work and it would yeah, be yeah. if they because they're so well researched it would be if someone's if you're playing a version of the game that's two years old if someone has started to come good if you go and snap them up Someone had probably seen that they're gonna I mean yeah, their potential yeah, yeah. was there, and yeah, it's bizarre.
1: I, I always find games like Champ Manager fascinating because they, um, like that point at which you start in reality, yeah, but then you're off in the future, yeah. and these imaginary players have to come through, yeah. That's when you so, have to
0: be really into it or when you're playing in 2020. And, and
1: the, yeah, it's like there's no real relevance, everyone's
0: retired, they're all fictional all the best players, or as it used to be, all the best players happen to be the names of the programmers that made it. At yeah, time, yeah, like yeah. Them, Oh, this guy's come through as a youngster who's great. It's like, yeah,
1: he's yeah. one of the, the the creators of the game. And, like, <laughs> perfectly are now in the premiere. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's like, all right, all right. It's weird, it's weird, but it's just, it's
0: enjoyable. Um, I mean, I'm glad we've talked on gaming th- th- this long before inquiring. Does Is there any... I know people can make a lot of money from from gaming, and, yeah. and again, but also I didn't want that to be the first question because that's not the point of it, obviously. But I, from what I know, a lot of people have made a lot of money from gaming. On I don't know if it's more on YouTube though, on, on walkthroughs and things like that, and and things um, like where there's these huge amounts of followers and, well, and watches. Like, is you, Twitch monetized? Is you know Twitch have, is, is monetized? A, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, it, if you. So there is money on the internet. Yeah. We know that. Like yeah. the with YouTube, you can monetize through advertising and yeah. that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And those big YouTubers make money by just like brute force shit tons of short, edible content. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not the the YouTubers who I really enjoy. There is a guy called Jim Sterling and a, uh, a guy called George Weisman Weidman, yeah. uh, who goes under the name Super Bunny Hop. They make these really in depth. It's still gaming, but yeah. they do like one video a week, but it's forty-five minutes long, and it's a, a actually informative yeah. piece. Yeah, you know? I don't see how those guys make money. Yeah, because they're putting forty hours in to make something. It's,
0: it's similar in that way to podcasting. In yeah. the, if I broke every podcast into twenty-minute pieces and put them all up, I would get kind advertising of advertising points on each download. But that's the same person downloading. Each all one. five of them coming yeah. and again if this one like i feel this one might run long because right. i think <laughs> you're the person i've spoken to more than anyone else i would have thought pretty much in the last, in the last decade, decade. I've, I've no idea if our conversations were interesting to anyone else but we've spent a lot of time we've talking talked. we've talked with mine i'll stop it an hour or an hour and a half just because i know for fitting on a phone that's kind of a decent amount yeah. to not fuck you up completely whereas if it's a free four-hour podcast you might not be able to get it all on or you might have to delete stuff depending on what phone you've got and all that but yeah so it's more based on that but again if if i was being clever and even in charts like the charts are based on your downloads and you'll look at a lot of the stuff in the charts and they're 10 15 minute podcasts that go out four or five times a week it's like well I don't believe that they're getting more listeners then because it's hmm. the same listeners the over same a longer over over amount of time. So that's a similar thing, as essentially, I guess on the yeah. on the YouTube advertising that. And if you if you want to be money focused on the game thing, you can do. Here's the first ten minutes. Here's the next yeah. ten minutes. Whereas the people who are actually into it are going. Here's what I'm showing you. If I can make some money from it, that's a bonus. YouTube, but the art of it, YouTubers as such.
1: make the same way money, make money the same way Pirate Bay do. Yeah, they just. Have a lot of adverts, or you know, just like it doesn't actually matter of the the quality of it. It's just get as many adverts ingested by people. Whereas with um, something like Twitch, obviously people can just give you money. Yeah, Um, it's like there is uh, a sort of like tip your entertainer amazing thing. yeah so you just get tips you're like you a,
0: a nerdy cam girl yeah i love pretty it, much. The I love it. The cam <laughs> and like
1: the, the weird thing about tips it's like they get i don't you can set like the lowest tip but i set mine to like two quid yeah i'm not gonna be like yeah if you want to fucking tip me you have to give me a tenner yeah, sort of yeah but people then can like they have a message and you make a fuss of it and all yeah. that i make a fuss of everything if someone yeah. hits the the follow button while I'm streaming I get a notification it comes up on screen a little little thing comes up nice followed the channel da 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 so everyone gets to see it and there's a really old sample of a this like 50s radio show that comes up no for follows it's um the prodigy sampling the beastie boys sweet yeah actually I got like one night I got like 400 follows in like space of three minutes yeah my alert plays every 10 seconds and it played for every one of them. <laughs> so it went on for like more than an hour of just Brilliant. the same noise over and over. But it's like, no, I have to cope with this. That's I could it. turn it off. But no, this is, over, you know. That's the point of but, it. Um, it's, it's the deal that's been set out there. So, yeah, you can make money that way. Um, once you get a bit bigger, you have you can get partnered by mm-hmm. um, Twitch, which means people, it means you're guaranteed to have um, quality options on your video, so you can you can put out a really high quality feed. Right, but people can choose. Can I can choose can't down. Cope yeah, you that, can't I can put it in. on mobile yeah, 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 or yeah. whatever. You guaranteed that, um, but people pay you like four dollars ninety nine a month. Twitch takes half. You take half. Right. Cool. And the, what I find weird about that, and what I find fascinating about that, is you don't have to. You don't have to pay them any money. It's yeah. free. The whole website is yeah. free. Yet, there are streamers who, like, some of... I don't want to give away people's numbers, yeah. so, without names, but there's streamers I know who have 5,000, 6,000 yeah. subscribers. Yeah. I'm not partners, so I yeah. have zero. But, um, so they're making a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet, that's because people choose to pay. it. Yeah. It's not because they have to. Yeah. there's The perks aren't enough to, yeah, it's like... Quite, subscribers are often immune to adverts so they won't see like video adverts in their stream but the streamer decides when to play them and most of the decent streamers don't play them anyway yeah because they're not going to make enough money from them so it's like then again it's a loyalty thing it's a it's a I want
0: to. I want to put my money exactly. down on this. It's similar. I I'd, uh, and not to always bring everything back to MMA, but I get annoyed when people ask me where they can stream an event that's on because it's like right now, the enjoyment I get from it is worth the money I pay, I pay for, for it. it yeah. So I want to pay for it because I think it's a yeah. it's a fair thing. E- even if I could watch it for free, I'd still be paying my monthly. Yeah. subscription or whatever else he's like no it's, it's worth that it's fair so it's a similar thing it... that they're going I don't need to pay this but the enjoyment I'm getting is worth four dollars is is worth four nine nine a month or whatever else I was
1: I was looking at my um I recently went to America and I was looking on my phone and um, I download I use Spotify for my music on my phone yeah and I look through the list of, of stuff I had like available for offline there's not an album there I don't own yeah and it because I don't I'm not a big fan of... I want to support those bands. Yeah, yeah completely. Yeah, I yeah. want them to have money from me. Yeah. So I've given them my tenor to yeah. buy the album. And then I'm sort of giving them a little bit more. Yeah, but yeah. I don't... I just feel like if you love something, you should be willing to support it. I completely agree. But agreed. I also understand that not everyone can. Yeah. Like, when you think about it, right? Kanye West. Yeah. $10 to Kanye West has a different value. Yeah. To ten dollars to me. Mm-hmm. Um like what ten dollars means to him isn't the same as ten dollars to the kid who is at college or whatever, like grinding away, yeah. working Completely. and trying to pay like university fees and all that. That kid's ten is worth a hell of a lot more yeah. than Kanye's ten. Yeah. So I can understand it, man. I can understand why you would want to not pay. Yeah. Completely. It's, it's, it's
0: similar on the on on the podcast front of I've decided not to have a, a Patreon thing and donations and that because yeah. it's like, right, I'd rather have merch and if you can afford the merch, exactly. then buy some merch. Even if – and it sounds odd, but even if you don't want it, if if, if, if you're hitting me up saying, oh, oh, I listen to the podcast, how can I donate? It's like if you're listening for free every week, then if you can afford it, it'd be yeah. nice to buy something. But I'd still rather you buy something and have something yeah. than – you just throw some money at me and exactly. go away. And if you can't afford to, then that's fine. Do you know what yeah. I mean? There's no, there's, there's no pressure there. I like it as a setup of you can buy something and get something or you can just, yeah. it is what it is. I've I got mean, sponsors and I so on and so
1: forth. We're going to talk about this probably in a bit um, yeah. with the music thing, but like I definitely feel like giving people the opportunity to pay for something yeah. whilst making it available for free Yeah, is... On one hand, more noble, yeah, but probably more profitable. Yeah, it makes sense. You're not, you're not, you're not excluding someone on the basis of their financial situation. It's 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 it's
0: weird because we spoke of of we've hinted at the timing being right to sit down and talk, and we've both got kind of some mutual timing, which seemed like a good point. Of it's the ten year anniversary of no commercial breaks, breaks and up. we're doing a little documentary that Tom oh. and that are making that they're they're going to be talking to you and have they spoken to you yet they're going to be speaking to yeah, you they I know they've me. emailed but I don't know if they've been up yet I
1: text them back gave them some dates and I'm,
0: I'm I'm keeping out of it because it feels weird to be involved in, your in a documentary, documentary that's kind of going to be about me and probably won't be negative yeah it's yeah. like I don't want any involvement I, I like the idea <laughs> of it because we did get all this footage That fucking Action. love it love this we, street we did get all this footage and all that and it's but again, the thing on that, I've kind of decided, I've not mentioned this on the podcast or anything, we'd said we don't know what we're going to do with it, but the thing that we filmed all the way along was called the Relying on the Kindness of Strangers tour, which mm. is where I first played for you mm. and kind of birthed Daniel Sack versus Scroobius Pip and all that. But that just that name, it made me realise, right, well, we have to put it up as a pay what you want. yeah. Because yeah. it's the Relying on the Kindness of Strangers tour, and it's yeah. literally that. It's like, here it is, you can have it for free if you want, but... Yeah. You if you want to pay we've we've spent m- months and months making it and filming stuff it'd be it'd be cool. And the other the the mutual anniversary is the 10 year anniversary of 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 Le Sac say year which was your um, Oh,
1: yeah So no, it's the 10 year anniversary of that show.
0: Of that show. Yeah. The first yeah.
1: show was Daniel Sack. I don't yeah. know when Lassac year. the Le first because was know, that before or after because I know I had it. It must no, have it been around after. then. It, it was, was after. It was after, yeah. Because I don't know, that was just like, I don't ever count that as a release, because it was just like, I'll be I'll be honest, it was grubby me c- cashing in on us two starting to have some success. Right, yeah. You I know, loved not, it. It was a great record. I, I, was, did. I was into it. I did. <laughs> no, I was like, I'm proud of the record itself, <laughs> yeah, 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 but like, yeah, yeah.
0: I released it, I did... As a, here's some, I need some content out there that's available to... I did release some copies in like, a pocket. Because we took our sweet-ass time to put to do... Our album as yeah. well, so it made sense. So yeah, I, I, I got mine in a jean pocket, and it had um, yeah. a, th- a thumbprint on it. Yeah, and it had some stuff that would have been in a jean jean pocket. I think we're in one of your <laughs> jean pockets. So it might have been a plectrum or a receipt, yeah, yeah. And, and stuff like that. So it was, Bistler. it was a CD in a jean pocket, and yeah,
1: somebody got ten pounds. Sweet, That's so I, bad. I sold a copy of the So yeah, for a fiver. Yeah, in a denim pocket that had a tenner in it. Brilliant because I, I just thought that was beautiful These things that are going in a pocket but i mean we, we're gonna get around to everything but all mutually
0: so the timing thing was these anniversaries and and you've got a new record out that's again yeah in in time with that first gig and all this kind of thing or in in this year but yeah let's 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 continue on that so for for me i yeah i had a sax a yeah, as a mm. in a pocket um it had i believe it had, had rapper's B on right, Rappers B was on, yep, that, yeah, which turned into Rappers Battle because I had a yeah. song on No Commercial Breaks called at all, at all, which Rappers B At, at all, all was. At I, all. I always thought that was was clever because it's because it Rappers it, Battle sounds like it's a title that we've come up with, but it's a yeah, a squash together. But that was the first record of yours I really heard. Um, how did you kind of c- come about to finding? You, your sound to becoming Daniel Sack in fact let's go all the way back to what how did you start making and, and working on music because you, you st- studied music at college and stuff right or at, at did, school
1: uh, yeah I did uh, GCSE music yeah and I think I did uh, AS music I don't yeah. know I got kicked out of that college so yeah who knows who knows who the one remember. you never went to I only ever met you at at Palmer's at Palmer's yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like you weren't I thought you were at Palmer's College I, I went there in the end I wasn't there when I met you right <laughs>
0: I was just knocking but you were about. In the I was just kicking it, knocking yeah. about, just just hanging out, just doing um, drugs and getting drunk. Yeah, so like my it cu- makes me sound way cooler than I was, but that's what was going on.
1: <laughs> my cousin Billy was like probably ten years o- older than me. He had a, a studio and stuff, and he'd he'd had some success. He had releases on like Acid Jazz yep. and a few labels like that. He had, if I remember rightly, and Billy, if you listen to this, you can correct me via text or email. I think. It, he, he got fucked over for a track called Cool Strut by Sony like they signed it to stop other people signing it right you know and it kind yeah, of yeah but a like lot liverpool in the 90s basically they had yeah. signed yungs just
0: to stop them going anywhere just, else
1: yeah <laughs> um but yeah so like i'd he sort of inspired me in my when i was like 13 14 kid and um i convinced my mum and dad to buy me this really cheap like midi synth. They just had loads of different sounds in it. Mm-hmm. And an Atari ST, secondary right. Atari ST. Wicked. And, um, yeah, so like, probably for the first, from like, 13 up to like 18, I just mm-hmm. had this Atari ST and this one synth. Yeah. And learned how to program. I, I'm dope. I'm not very nimble. Like, I've never been that, that, I'm not actually a great player, musician p- People have seen you, to tear it up
0: in the middle of our sets or at the end of our sets would be surprised at that statement, but I also do know how much yeah. you've practiced I and have had to go practice, in to really yeah. get that tight because it, particularly again, the the, the I, I say famous, it makes it sound like we've retoured stadiums, but the famous ending we of did Wembley of, Arena, of, yeah, we did. But the big ending of Letter from God to Man was always just so it looked yeah. huge and sounded huge. But again, yeah, again, I had an awareness of right. No, you've 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 it's drilled practice, this real practice, at points. Yeah. I would know when it's gone wrong and you're pulling it back. And yeah, you know what yeah, I yeah. mean, where it is b- b- because it is all live and natural. And it yeah. is it like, is. Oh shit, I've done that one, but I can yeah build that into something and and all that. So yeah, it's interesting that there wasn't a, a natural nimbleness. Yeah,
1: to and like now I can, You know, I can play the bass and yeah. a bit of guitar and stuff. I don't feel like I'm not a musician. Yeah, but like it took a lot. I'm not naturally... Yeah. You know, like, like, Yilla. Yiller is yeah. a really good example of, of, obviously, uh, if you're listening, you don't know Yiller. Pip did a track called Astronaut with yeah. him. He's got, Yilla is a naturally talented musician. And he recorded the vocals for angles. He like recorded all, all of angles for it. He place. helps us mix angles yeah. and stuff. But he's like, just pick up an instrument and can yeah. play it. He's just yeah. one of those people. Like, oh, I'm not that guy. Yeah. You know. He'll look miserable as he's doing it. Oh like God, God his he'll so. look well so. grumpy. <laughs> um, Oh, I'm so talented. Makes me so sad. <laughs> yeah. I love him. Um, but yeah, so like, but the programming, yeah, like the the mathematics of music, fucking loved it. I always that's had wicked. that's really interesting. Like, this kind of um, because I had this shitty equipment, I had to work out ways of tricking it into making sounds that it wasn't meant to make. Yeah. So, like, it had no effects in it. So, you know what a delay pedal does? Yeah. It does yeah, the ding, 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 Yeah, dun- yeah. Yep. Well, I didn't have a delay pedal, but I worked out if I programmed the note and then another note slightly quieter and slightly quieter, and I could sort of get an effect. Your own and, echo that you're controlling. Exactly. And, like, that then gave way to when by the time I got to 20, I borrowed. I can't remember how much money I borrowed, but I, I, th- I borrowed more money than I could physically pay back. It was right. like 1,500 quid or something yeah. to buy a Mac. Yeah. Um, I borrowed it from my mate Jake, He's still like my best friend to this day. But I, I told him, because we were photographers. Yeah. We'd done our degrees and stuff, and we were going to start a photography company. And I was like, well, I'll borrow the money so I can t- help you with the Photoshop stuff. Yeah. Always fucking knowing that I was going to buy Reason and Ableton. To and make beats. And yeah, make beats. And produce. Yeah. So... You know, completely blagged him. Yeah, it's weird actually because a decade, well, more than like like fifteen years on from that yeah. day, I still work with him. Yeah, although because I
0: was going to say he's a successful photographer. And he has continued yeah, that yeah. and he's
1: got his company, and you he, do work with him I and actually work with him and all this I'm his kind of assistant. thing. Yeah, I'm a photographer's assistant. Yeah. it's quite it's good fun actually. I love it.
0: I, again, I'm kind of jumping all over the place. But how's that? Because you were really into photography and you were a successful photographer Mm. and had been, I think, published and exhibited in in kind of ways and things like that. So, and then I always remember when we decided, like, Dan Lassat versus Scroobius Pip got successful by accident, essentially. Oh, God, And you were in quite a good job and you had photography and I was doing a few different things. And we did have to sit down and go, right, are we going to do this? Because if we sign this deal, then you've got to throw away a decent job and this and that and, it was, and, it, like, and we focus
1: on it. I end, I was doing graphic design for a, a really big, big international fucking accountancy yeah. firm, like one of the big four Yeah, or are they called the big five now? I don't Yeah. Know. And, um... Inflation. Inflation, yeah. Um, but, like, I'd had that job 11 months, I yeah. think. I'd left HMV because we were both and yep. HMV Scrubs H&V, yeah. and, um... It was the first time in my life I actually had any money Yeah And And then all of a sudden you were going to go Ah, fuck it, uh, I'll become a jobbing musician Yeah, and I remember those first (laughs) few gigs we did I could afford to do them Yeah Because I I still had my, like, yearly season ticket Right, yeah yeah. So I could get in and do the gig for free Yeah I remember we did that gig in, like... Watford or somewhere, Kate Nash album launch or signing. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a a launch thing or something. Yeah, and we got 50 quid for that gig. Yeah, and yeah, the only reason we came away with like a tenner each was because we didn't have to pay for my train ticket. Yeah, you had fuel out of it. Yeah, I just drove. You just drove in
0: my van. (laughs) That was weird, man. But but yes, so so how is that? And we again, I will continue along the genesis line but how not the band um why not But and the band but how so how's it been to kind of get your teeth into photography a bit again because a lot of people photographer's assistant that kind of sounds like oh you're making tea and stuff it's not it's technical you need to be technically talented and knowledgeable so like to
1: be a photographer's assistant so i'll go out on shoots with jake and that that's my job is to make his life easier Mm -hmm. you know so i'll set up the lights i'll make sure that everything's pointing in the right direction Mm -hmm. and he does this uh what they call gel lighting so he uses a lot of colored light and it's he's definitely got his own style and it's a really hard style to copy because gel lighting's really hard to make look good yeah um because he'll seem to use like quite a few
0: different colors and that but to really bring everything out so not in a here's a load of colors fucking Th- throwing no. it your way, and y- you'll notice in this highlight you got a bit of green, and All then there's a bit of pink in this highlight, yeah. and things like that. So. Like
1: and using the model to yeah. sepa- using the model to separate the light, which yeah. is kind of. But be. yeah, so he has. He's very meticulous and particular. So from that point of view, it's kind of it's nice to get my teeth into something yeah. technical
0: because you've got to learn his how he wants it yeah. essentially to then be able to replicate his.
1: But the other thing he does, up, he does workshops. So he teaches gel oh, lighting. Yeah. And we we do like one, two a month in a studio out in Amersham. And it's only like a group of like eight people. Yeah. But for that, it's it's kind of rad because it's like, I'm the bridge. for. So if you get people who are quite new yeah. to photography, not new, new, but who haven't done a lot of studio lighting or whatever. Yeah. I'm like that bit between them and the professional. Yeah. Because I get to be dumb. I yeah. Get to yeah. be like, I don't know, man. I think sometimes when you're really good at something, you forget that people aren't yeah, good at something. because I'm in you the middle. That middle ground. Yeah. Because Jake's really good. Yeah. And then I'm average. I get to be, oh, no, yeah. don't, don't worry if you didn't understand that. We'll just do, do, do you do, 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 know, the
0: bits do, do, that made do, you go, fuck, what does that mean? No, son, what? Really? How does that work? You're going to put. kind of way. Yeah. You know. So Whereas yeah. is it so natural to him at this point that mm. he might not? feel you know we need to explain why we've done that rather than you do that and then But like and it's it's kind of
1: everything in my everything I enjoy on this fucking planet Mm. is engaging with other humans. Yeah. That's it. Like like I say, if anyone ever asks me the most memorable things about Dana Pip, it's yeah, having a fucking fag after a show, chatting shit to people. Yeah. You know actually and I find it weird because some of those people come into my Twitch chat now. Yeah, that's weird. You know. Like and with that having a chat with those people, finding about different people's lives. Like yeah. some of the people who've come on those workshops, like uh there was there was one week there was a guy who'd flown over from Germany, uh like literally flew in at like three in the morning weird. to do the workshop. On the same day there was a, a guy who was an ex- Military U.S. military documentary. So he goes front lines, right? Filming stuff. He's now oh, um, damn, that's he's crazy. still in Afghanistan, still does that. But he's a civilian yeah. contractor, same it's job, yeah, more yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. But like just meeting these people and and hearing about what they've done in their yeah. world, and it's I don't know. I've just always been really humans fascinate me. Mm. Like I, I met a guy recently who. Okay, I don't want to say his name because I don't want it. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Like a well-known Twitch streamer, right? He's had fucking a harder life than anyone I know. Yeah, literally, fucking death, crack addicts. Yeah, um, he was in. He was in prison for a short time for crack dealing. You know, he, if they got food, they got it from their local church. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> he once got paid. Uh, five dollars a head for killing a bunch of rabid cats brilliant you know he had a weird yeah. fucked up life man yet he is more well-adjusted funnier more balanced more focused than like the average <laughs> like, that's I, what's always the most
0: amazing and inspiring is meeting people who have been through horrendous <gasps> shit yeah and aren't fucked up horrible pieces of shit you know I mean? exactly. because they could be they've got the right to oh, be they, or they've got the excuse they've got the excuse but they yeah, can say the, right. the reason I'm fucking horrible is because of all this and you'd have yeah. to go fair play I mean you're still f- fucking horrible but <laughs> I understand it but yeah it's hugely inspirational when like, you see people have been through these horrendous things that are like wow I, I'd met you and was inspired by the human you are regardless of that yeah. now knowing that as well it's like fuck that's yeah. really insane
1: and that's the thing, I think, like, maybe, you know, we, you meet people, and I suppose having that position in a band, like being on stage and, and people enjoying what you do, I think that leads them to be more open mm. to you than they might the average stranger outside of venue. Yeah, yeah, you know. Completely. So maybe we're in this sort of um, blessed position that people are willing to share. To open up a bit more. What people are willing to share, and, and there are, Achievements to get through it gives you hope for your own life. You yeah, know? I had fucking shit growing up. You know, I obviously you know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, but wasn't the best. Yeah, time. Yeah. Um. I, again, I'm I'm trying not to hold anything back, but at the same time, I don't wanna. You, you, you know. No, you discuss what needs to be discussed. And yeah. That. Um. But. There were times, like, uh, the last, not the last year or so, but maybe the three years preceding that, Mm -hmm. I had a really bad time with my mental health. I was still struggling to deal with some stuff in my youth. Yeah. And stuff I'd never dealt with. I should have dealt with it when I was 20. Yeah. But, you know, you just put it aside and you put it aside and you put it aside. Of course, yeah. You get to 30 and it's still a fucking problem. Yeah. It's,
0: It's a fascinating one how much on here I talk about how important it is and how people shouldn't be ashamed to get help to get assistance yeah i've never had any help or assistance so it's it's a weird one that i preach this a lot i don't feel i've had anything that has warranted it or that's needed it that could be a denial thing but it's still something i truly believe that it's a massive thing to realize that you need to get some help but then everyone i know who's had some kind of psychiatric or whatever kind of help it's just been like, all oh, right, shit. So that was there. Yeah. So th- I could have done yeah. that ages ago. Yeah. I felt, oh, it's 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 this dark, dirty thing. you yeah. know? yeah.
1: So I'm, I, I, just, weirdly, I think I hit like having the same counsellor. Yeah. So I get counselling from a Reading-based charity called Number Five Young People. Right. I know I'm not young I was going to say, what the fuck's up with that? You're old as fuck, dude. But the young people, <laughs> if you're below 25, you get counselling for free. Right. If you're above 25, you pay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But because it's still a charity, they... Because I can't afford to pay 50 quid a week... Yeah, of course. ...for counselling. Yeah. But I can't afford 25. Yeah. So they did a deal.
0: I mean, that's a massive thing too, because people don't realise that when it comes... You, you get over that big decision to get counselling... You've then got to find someone that's right and that fits and that matches and that you're comfortable talking to. And again, obviously not talking about your situation, but in general, that you're comfortable actually telling the truth to. Because I think half the problem with counselling can be that you'll go there and you'll be bullshitting them as well. So it's kind of,
1: what's the point of this? I had counsellors for... Like, I tried counsellors, I'd go a few weeks, and yeah. then no, I was lying, no, I was bullshitting, yeah. and then just not go back. Yeah. Because realized... cool, if
0: you're not telling them the truth, then they're not exactly. going to, you're, you're, you're throwing money at them to help a fictional character.
1: Yeah. Anyway. And I realised that it was, it was, because most of my childhood problems deal with men mm-hmm. trusting them and mm-hmm. them using that trust yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, inappropriately. Yeah. Right, and I'd always have male male counsellors, yeah. so I'd never trust them. I'd never let go. Yeah. I'd never, and then as soon as I twigged that, and went, "Yeah, can I have a can I have a chick?" Yeah, like within maybe four weeks, I'd stop bullshitting. Yeah, within two months, I'd started to actually talk about the shit. Mm. Six months down the line, I'm walking in there talking about Facebook yeah talking just like venting yeah just relaxed and and grumbling it's fascinating man because
0: it's so case by case as well because I've I've spoken to people who have had who you'd think would have the same situation there but they found they had to talk to a male or female or whichever is the problem because it was it became reassuring to them that oh right that's not what all men or women are like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's such a varied and personal thing. There's no, yeah. but that's what's scary about it is you in a way were lucky enough to, I guess, g- g- get through a handful and then find the right one. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or or, or were intelligent enough, I guess. Intelligent sounds horrible. That's like saying other people are idiots, but um, self-aware enough to know that, right, I'm bullshitting this person. That ain't going to work. I need to try another one rather than stay with someone for a, yeah. for several years and then come out going. This hasn't helped at all. I've spent two years talking to some prick and
1: self-aware enough or tight ass. Yeah, yeah, tight ass. I'm not wasting my money, if mate, I'm mate. They're go both be- great coaching. motivators. They are, mate. They are. Uh, 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 finance is a yeah. massive motivator. I'm, I'm kind of lucky because I've always had, you know, people like yourself and Rebecca and Jake and those people around me to to push me. Mm. You know, just to. Well, Jake doesn't push me. Jake thinks everything's bullshit and, you know, men should be men. <laughs> yeah. But that's also a push. Yeah, yeah, Because then you'll realise that men are allowed to cry and all yeah. that. Yeah. Boys don't cry is the, the, the worst thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. Because if we did, imagine if men just fucking let it out on a regular basis. Yeah. Not that that thing of once a year getting drunk and just balling and yeah, then having yeah. a fight or having a fight then balling whichever way around you want to do it you know i, I don't know i think i it, cry at well, the
0: dumbest shit man I've, i cry at different tv shows at songs at all sorts it's terrible i,
1: I remember i remember the first time i realized that i was an out and out crier yeah was i was watching um it was new year's eve i'd been stood up by a group of friends going to the purple turtle I was like 18 yeah. 19 I'm sitting there with my fucking parents in my my the house I grew up in and uh they've fallen asleep it's not even not even the new year yet yeah and uh there was a BT ad that had <laughs> S Club 7 in it yeah. and the dad recognises S Club 7 and makes sure he gets all their autographs yeah. for the daughter yeah and maybe maybe he has a photo with them love that shit and uh fucking like <gasps> <gasps> Mate, and I was just like, I'm crying at that. I I, I watched uh, Fifth Element makes me yeah. cry every time. You know, Jersey Girl. I still think Jersey Girl is the greatest film of all time because Brilliant. I cry at that film. Yeah, in nine different spots. I even nice. cry at one of the jokes. you know. nice. There's a there's a that there makes was, me sound like I, I'm a
0: broken human being. No, I cried at um, an episode of The Tweenies once. <laughs> Because, and it was, uh, genuinely, I was just, I just flicked over and it was on, Milo, I think it is, like, the one that's got a mohawk. Yeah, yeah, Um yeah. that's Milo. He, he'd gone off on his own, he'd fallen out of everyone, and he just sung a little s- s- song about being different. <laughs> and I'm watching, like, look at this stupid shit, that kind of thing, when you watch kids' TV shows, because you're a yeah. stoner or whatever else, and it's stupid, and I found myself, like, well enough, I was like, it's yeah. going to be alright, Milo, dude,
1: <laughs> you're going to just... get by, it's, it's fine. It's funny, because, like, Fucking Milo. we, like... We 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 watch films as sophisticated entertainment. Yeah, I know. Like Lord of the Rings isn't highbrow. Mm, that's fucking but great, it's, though, isn't it? But it's just the little train that could. Yeah, that whole that's, yeah, that's, yeah the little yeah, train yeah, that could that. over nine hours. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just find it funny. Yeah, everyone bows. I, I actually welled up when everyone bows. If you haven't seen Lord of the Rings, I don't know about spoilers. S- but s- spoiler alert! Shut up. Uh, and I walk a lot and there's some bowing.
0: When, uh, it's awesome.
1: No one, no one bows to you. And then all everyone bows to the hobbits.
0: So. Smog, that the, uh is the richest person in, in fiction.
1: Is he? Apparently, yeah. There's a I can see that.
0: A, there's a fictional rich list. And because of his billions in his, because he's <laughs> got that thing or just all that stuff. And it was, I think, in third place was the enemy of Scrooge McDuck. Because uh, he's the enemy, because he's is richer, and it, it's no it's way. it's the richest that is listed in some way or some way calculable. Yeah, if it's yeah, yeah. ten tons of gold
1: or whatever, then you can go right on today's thing. Here's this. But wouldn't that wouldn't that mean, um, dude? Face Oakenshield is richer than smaug because he kills Smell, so Yeah,
0: and then adds, they kill Smell, his stuff. So, so I guess well, yeah. he
1: doesn't kill Smaug. That other guy,
0: the Bard. Yeah. Jesus I don't know man. God. I just yeah. heard it on QI. I that's where all my knowledge comes from. You know this. I know, I know. <laughs> <Do> <laughs> I'm not educated, a fake education through T V shows. It, but
1: do the QI elves have a podcast? They've got a podcast,
0: yeah. I've listened to it a, a, a couple of times. Um yeah. it was it's good. It's good it? but it's proper factual and it's yeah, a, yeah. it's 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 funny at points, but it's not you if if it's a subject it's you don't know about, about it's not as entertaining if you know what I mean. And the the beauty of QI I think is it's rounds and it's quick fire. If they're on a subject you don't know about, then you kind of move on. And yeah. someone will I, make a joke. And Alan Davis is there to go. I don't know oh. what you are talking about. Um, but yeah, it was good. It's called what's it called? It's something about fish. Ah uh,
1: yes, yeah, fish. Tell me about it. I've got a, I've got them
0: on my phone. I'm getting my phone out and I'm I'm looking. Do it, do it, do it. Um. um and then we will go back to where were we? We were on your on your musical career and starting. Oh, off Oh, I have um, one. I
1: one of those. Yeah, I remember that. I remember no, you know, I'm saying invisible. that's a good
0: podcast. (laughs) Ouch. Doug loves loves movies is my absolute favourite.
1: Doug loves movies?
0: Yeah, it's really good. Um, Really good. I'll get my first. So. Where is it? I've not got it. I've I've put my thing on on, on airplane mode because I'm a professional. So I've not got. What's it called? Something about fish. (laughs) Fish. Even fish. It is, yeah, it is something about. Someone
1: did tell me about it. It's a fact or something. It's like.
0: Fish can't swim or something like that. Something fish and Nobbets. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck
1: don't, fish. Don't
0: only eat fish on Fridays. So Was that I think one it's Doug called. Love's films? Doug Love's movies. Doug. It's great. It's, f- it's very funny. He
1: loves. All um, right. Got it. Got it.
0: Right. So this we'll subscribe. continue on. So we were talking about you, you got um like an Atari and shit and that's how yeah, you kind of yeah, started. Atari
1: ST and then pro- then pro- programming. Borrowed the Where'd money. did it go from for there? Off the, of oh, the, the Mac. The Mac. And then like got into the live thing. Yeah. Um, I had these mates Mike Salmon uh, Who Co-funded the Thou co-funded Shout video the Thou Shout video Tim Hooper yeah. Who was the other one yeah. Um They were both promoting stuff around Reading Yeah A guy called Tiz um, and there's Steve, Steve Leak Who's now He took his wife's name mm-hmm. surname, So he's Steve Cherry Because otherwise she would have been like Cat Leak Or something Which it's is awkward c- It's funny that, that, that it's both foods it's very foody. It's gone from leek to cherry <laughs> leek to cherry. <laughs> no, must have made it easier. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. The, these people were all promoting stuff. So I started making music for live. Yeah, with that idea of performing. But like performing electronic music isn't the same as picking up a guitar. Yeah, you have to work out how to. You're producing everything. The yeah. whole band. Yeah, yeah. It's you standing staring at a laptop. Yeah, you're trying to work out. How to make that actually engaging for someone and, to and watch. if you
0: want to make it engaging or not, like it's genuinely a toss-up of points true. where it's like, do am I meant to be engaging? Are they meant to just be? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You you can at points I feel, or if if it was me thinking of it, it, is like, well, am I over imposing myself, or do I need to impose yeah. myself enough, but still if they're listening to electronic music there should be an element of they're just listening in yeah. in the room and in the music and like,
1: you see it you see it now with how the the bigger uh, electronic acts make it engaging is in a sense like like square pusher with his he's got that huge screen behind him but yeah. then he wears a a visor essentially yeah. that is that screen yeah. and the lighting the way the way those lights work are essentially controlled by what he plays right. or or they're which triggered means, to yeah. mimic what he's playing yeah um so it's like it's engaging but you're not you're engaging with a visual spectacular the whole thing yeah yeah rather than, than the individual. look at that individual yeah yeah which is like which is always the thing i struggled with when performing live because i like to talk yeah but you you're trying to engross someone in electronic music they don't really want you then to break out of that. Tell a joke. By the way,
0: here is something yeah. that's going on. So, so yeah. what did you find early on? Like, what was your approach? Or, or was it just right? I need to get good at this so I can. Look like I'm doing something. <laughs> you know I mean, rather than it looked like I'm just play- staring at a computer screen, so it's is is visible it, it that was, I'm doing something.
1: It was actually like, how do I make this entertaining for myself to do? Wicked, yeah. Which was by giving yeah, myself more and more stuff, yeah. to do. You know, yeah. Like the more I had to think about that, the more animated I became on stage because yeah. I'm bouncing around from samplers or or knobs to twist and stuff. And that, I felt, was my way of engaging. Because I was purely engaged with the music. Yeah. But because people could see how engaged I was in that process of creating. And, like, also gave myself the route to not quite know where it's going to go. Yeah. Like, when we performed, there was more structure. Because it had to be, because there's two of us on the stage. Yeah. I can't just suddenly... Noodle off. Noodle off. Or finish early. Oh, finish! Definitely can't finish no, it. Like, uh, oh, okay. All right, we're <laughs> done. We're done. Um, so, like that, there was more structure, but we still built in improvisation. We still yeah. built in places where we could take it stuff. But and definitely, I think there was a
0: there was a, a finding of the feat in that because I think on I'd say on the second album tour was when you'd started to build so much for you yourself to do I and fucking, at points over complicated it yeah but it's like right you can't get into it anymore and by the last tour again you could just enjoy it and get into it you I were doing more than enough to be live and, yeah. and 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 be able to go off on tangents but it wasn't this um, right i need to be so concentrated that
1: yeah because there was something weird about that second tour that like we uh i tried to make sure the audience knew I was doing stuff. So we had the drum pads and stuff and we had all that. And it's like, that's great. Yeah. But I wasn't enjoying it. Yeah. I wasn't enjoying all all the amount of stuff. And weirdly by the, the last album, I was actually doing more. Yeah. But it was natural. Yeah. And it wasn't about trying to fucking prove to someone, this is real music. Because it was a balance, wasn't it, that we always had.
0: Because as soon as we started to get to a, a bigger stage that we were playing some big venues and doing some big tours there was kind of a bit of suggestion of are you going to add a band it's like we, well no we didn't yeah. add a band on the record yeah so why would we take a band on the exactly. road so th- 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 then i think the pressure was more on you to go i'll show that i'm a band do you know what i mean v- uh, yeah, v- yeah, yeah, yeah. V- visually look look i'm i I'm, I'm a yeah. band look at all the stuff i'm doing rather than well in the studio did you have these pads here and this and that it's probably not so it's kind of <laughs> yeah. turning it into more of a live thing than yeah than the reality and like,
1: was like some of that those additions and stuff like each each thing we did on stage probably spoke like taught the next album yeah and, completely like, each always album taught the live show and back yeah. and forth and yeah. you know but with the second album it was it was a harder thing to convert to live anyway yeah it didn't have quite as natural Live flow to it, as yeah. the first or the last, did. yeah, you know.
0: But again, I, I keep jumping f- f- forward, and as, as we're over the hour mark, we'll get more into us properly in this in the second half. But I want to kind of I finish off, you're starting to play live and promote yeah, at Reading. Keep... Um, and you were because the gig that I came and played for you was with Nathan f- Fake so that, as well,
1: who was that's the gig that it's the anniversary, yeah, of. that's the first time like I'd been performing electronic under the name of um DJ Sackboy. Right. Before Little Big Planet stole the name. Yeah. Clearly, clearly <laughs> they stole the name. Uh yeah, as Sackboy. And it was like it was kinda of deliberately offensive yeah. stuff as well. Like harder and faster and more distorted and louder mm-hmm. than like it needed to be. But Yeah. I was in my early twenties trying to be all and aggressive I remember and prove y- something. You
0: and Mike and that rule into like dj scotch egg and people like that at the time that was all quite this hard yeah. aggressive yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. and being someone like my you were the one that made me see the good sides of dance and music was was getting into and not for you influence but getting into dan Lassac music was what made yeah. me so because i'd seen the chemical brothers headline glastonbury whilst off my face on pills and I wasn't into it and I'd kind of gone I'd kind of gone well I'm not going to get into dance music then if I'm in the ultimate dance music situation I'm like not feeling it so I figured it wouldn't happen but it was that but I remember at that time I was kind of new to dance music and you guys were all like listen to this guy and I was like fuck that's horrible and again I can appreciate
1: it now and the glitchiness influenced a lot we booked that show yeah and that was, that was me and Tim and Tim Hooper. Yeah. We, we ran a night called club. I Bet Ya. Mm-hmm. And we then got Cracked, which was Mike who funded the video, mm-hmm. to do the downstairs room, which was his, his thing. So he had like Vex to a fucking legendary yeah. like, grandfather as a dubstep. And, yeah. You know, he had some amazing stuff down there. We had Nathan Fake upstairs. We had you mm-hmm. opening. And I did like a late set. I think, did Yiller play? I think you played that i think he might have done you he know, definitely stayed at right. my house i don't i
0: don't know he <laughs> it was yeah. definitely there he was definitely again there. i'll have to check on 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 the footage because because i've not what because because some of that is on the footage of really on the Roland kind of strange no tour way. that's the reason we decided t- to do this, this documentary is because i realized i had all these 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 div- these mini dvs yeah, yeah. That i've never watched that we f- filmed bits of it so i got them all converted and again on that I skimmed through to make sure it worked, but didn't, yeah. w- didn't want to watch any, because it's like, again, I don't want to be... T- but on that, there was a bit that I, I recognised as out the back of, of Fez. Oh, right. It was after yeah, it had yeah. happened, and we filmed some of the gig. I don't know if any of it's usable, because I'd imagine the sound on is... an old camcorder is fucking yeah. awful. Um, but, yeah, so that was that was the mm. first... The, that was my first ever proper booked indoor gig, and I hadn't really realised it was was your first as Dan Lassac. Yes,
1: yeah, so like and such a in the months before that gig, I decided to not uh, to stop being a cunt. Yeah. Stop being country yeah. and all that and actually Oh when did
0: you you go, go go back on that again i'm kidding, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah so yeah um, once you'd kind of decide to go less just aggressive and look i'm gonna play this
1: what no, I, I think even decide to be less aggressive just actually like play the music i i make when i'm not trying to impress my mates yeah yeah and that was like that was the first gig and that's why i changed my name yeah. for that gig yeah like i've i've still got the flyer somewhere where it says because i designed the flyer for that show yeah. and all that and uh where it still says DJ Sackboy, and then I... the I had to look it up yeah. for that date, June the 8th. Yeah. Because I always think it's June the 6th. I don't know why, but it's right. June the 8th.
0: Yeah. That's great, because this is going out on June the 1st, so we're literally Perfect. one week... One week ahead of the anniversary. Nice!
1: But yeah, so like... um, And that's like the point at which... That night is the point at which... I'd gone from making music as my... Hobby as my release, mm. you know. I was in a, I was in a relationship that was like, at that time, it was great. Yet we hated each other, mm. essentially. Yeah, you know, we could have stayed together forever mm-hmm. because neither of us had the balls to actually do anything about. Yeah, the. I mean, of I hope
0: knowledge. it's not too. um bold to say but it's what you, you wrote the hook of look for the woman well, whilst the, in yeah, that relationship in, in the end of that, relationship. End of that relationship, yeah. relationship so that's kind of anyone who's familiar with our music will understand what you're yeah. saying there because that's exactly like she she
1: went out and drank with her mates that mm-hmm. was or or cooked vegan food yeah the bitch <laughs> how, dare <laughs> she? Um, how dare she um and i made music they were that was my my release that was her release and you know the real release is when we actually released each other from this like yeah. social contract. And yeah, yeah, we yeah. both actually achieved shit yeah. after that. Yeah, I doubt we would have done much. Yeah, we would have probably had a baby by now. Yeah, and yeah. it would be fucking horrible. Yeah, you know, like we wouldn't be happy. It wouldn't be happy. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. We'd probably have a nice dog. That'd could, be good. I could handle a dog. Yeah, it'd be pretty. Cool. <laughs> um, but like, yeah. So that that night was the night that I was like, I want to. Do this. Mm. I actually want to do this. And then it was kinda of weird because inadvertently that was also where you first heard I used one of your vocals, you gave yeah. me those acapellas and I'd yeah, done this completely. crazy mashup with a block party track. Yeah. It's weird, like I turned it into that some drum and bassy thing. Yeah, it was dope. And um And it's where we started working Yeah, to, yeah.
0: Together essentially. And I think we've got, got time on this part to get into that because... But basically, my memory of things happening there was obviously we'd worked together in HMV mm. and we'd met, you know, we'd known people and I was quitting HMV to do this tour and you were one of the people I sent some flyers and a copy of my CD copy. to to yeah, say, yeah. look, I'm doing this tour where I'm living in my van. If anyone wants to book me, then yeah. then book me. I think... I'd bumped into you backstage at Reading Festival. Yeah, yeah. Because I'd blagged my way in. Amy. I was with Amy. i blagged my way in because she worked for a magazine and I was y- using some guy's name, Ollie something, his name to be yeah. backstage on the magazine pass. Uh, I bumped into you and I, I'm sure it was then that I gave you my CD and stuff and was like, look, yeah. I'm doing this. Or, or at least You'd, we discussed the music yeah like, you gave me, me something because you sent me it you yeah. sent me it
1: because i had one of the promo copies that's in a plastic little plastic case, case. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is over there somewhere there we go. yeah yeah, yeah. It's in, in that wall of cds yeah looking for it Definitely. um but yeah so but that was the night i thought i want to actually make music i want to yeah. actually release music i want to you know and i already had like a myspace and stuff and yeah. then i it was dope because
0: I didn't know you'd kind of a, a remix some stuff. So I'd done my little gig and I had my slideshow and all this. Was and I was all awesome, like, "This right? was fun. I've done that," it's so and then weird. was just enjoying it and watching it all. And suddenly that started to come on. And again, my record then, as much as I love no commercial breaks, I can't personally listen to it as everyone is with their old no. stuff. But I can't listen to it like a, a Flame Show or, or, or Seventy Six as he is now That's his, his production. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he he's remixed that whole album and he sent it to me and. I was trying to listen to it, and I was like, "It sounds dope," but I can't get through any tracks because I just can't stand hearing myself. Then yeah. or my the, the quality of the recording. But as we'd recorded all that, I'd never been in the studio. The guy who produced it just owned the studio, hadn't yeah, produced was, anything. So to hear my he was stuff used to, over what like sounded recording
1: choirs, or something. yeah, yeah,
0: he, was, he normally recorded like Christian choirs, yeah, yeah. So again, there was it was I didn't know how music comes together, as you can tell mm. from that. So to hear my stuff over something that felt. Like that was a proper that felt produced and this you know, it was proper yeah. beat and it was cut up and it was glitchy and yeah, it was awesome mm. to hear. And that kind of birthed it all there. But yeah, that was also the birth of, of Dan Lassac, as it, it was my birth. It that out. was
1: your first I don't know, I just that night was an important night to me in yeah. loads of different ways. Yeah. You know. That it was weirdly, it was also the point at which Within, like, two weeks of that was, was the point at which I sort of realised that I needed to work this, fix the relationship or yeah. end the relationship. Mm-hmm. So that, like, triggered six months of fucking what turned out to be a folly, but yeah. an, at least an attempt to try to re-engage and yeah. find what we'd fallen in love with each other for. Yeah, yeah. And sadly we didn't, and, like, it, it wasn't the greatest breakup or anything, yeah. but, you know... Oh, I always no. remember it was a, w- a, w- a weird
0: one time in ways because you sent me that hook f- 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 for Look for the Woman and I loved it and yeah. the beat and I loved it and I wrote to it but I wouldn't send you the vocal because I... I was really paranoid. Like right. I was like, right, well, I'm not talking about y- your relationship but exactly. I don't want you to hear it and go, that's what I should do or you know, that's what I should yeah, do, yeah, yeah. do influence in any way. And then it ran its course naturally and right. I could kind of go, so I've written to that track, you say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I, I written to it ages ago. Kind of, I'd, I'd held off because I didn't want to go.
1: And actually, that song's like, like it's actually really reflective of like this new record coming. Yeah, because that song is one of those songs that nags at me. Yeah, there's there's beats, there's songs, there's things that like I can't let go of. Yeah. Until they're released. Once they're released, I can't do anything to change them. They're done. I can can set them free as such. And, like, the album that's coming on June 8th is a collection of those beats. Yeah. Of those things that I... One of them's fucking a decade old. That's crazy. One of them was... I sent to you in, like, just under a decade, in 2007, before we had recorded... like released The Thou track Shout
0: on it was it the third track because it was one that I recognised and I was like fuck I know this beat there's
1: one called Early bumping Days bumping my head to this yeah it might have been that yeah. yeah and like the initial idea yeah I think that was used we did DVDs of the Thou Shout video we yeah. did like five of them and it was yeah. the menu music oh wow that. and like I just like I would go back to it yeah once every six months yeah and I was like one day one day I'm actually going to finish this yeah and like that's what look for the woman was it it was like the melody for that had been around with me for two years yeah it was something i used to play on the piano i didn't have words for it yeah and then it sort of developed and then oh my god how many different versions of that song were there i was
0: gonna say do you you remember how we almost fucked it up completely because the manager that we had briefly at the time had a dumbass shitty reaction to it and that's not that's, that's yeah, not yeah, hating yeah. him i remember i it to him and being buzzed about it pretty much as it ended up up being like 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 not yeah. far off but but yeah closer uh, to that than the versions that we the th- only we went thing in. that
1: really changed from the version he heard to what was released is the drums got bigger yeah like we and the bass line that bass lead is all yellow yeah
0: and and, and and he came in kind of, and he said, I, I remember him saying specifically, he, he thought it might have been a test. He was like, he thought this was like E17 or some shit. <laughs> and it was like, which was odd, because I was like, oh, right, I thought it was really good. And it was great then that down the line, when it did come out, that yeah. it was one of the most popular. And I always remember a real moment, I don't know if, if, if we've ever discussed this, of of retribution for that, and knowing that track was, was worth it. it was yeah. when, as, as Sage Francis was like, this That's has fun. got to be the single, this is like the track on the album he's someone that was crazy credible to us from day Mm. one i was a huge fan of so it was like right that that dickhead manager which he's not a dickhead he's it was a bit odd but um he's 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 fine (laughs) there's no hate or beef there but um it was like fuck you for for kind of because it did the version that you made after that was the glitchiest most broken drum beats and all that and if we'd gone with that it still would have been a good song but it wouldn't have been i think what works on look for the woman is what it is it's it is yeah, the, just
1: this it's got a purity to a glitchy it it's a one we did put it on something yeah, yeah, it be a b-side on the single you know what on i think seven it's or on the b-side of the 7 of the, yeah of the sense and i seven i still like think that like on a credibility sense that the um the glitchy one's better. It's a million times more credible.
0: It's not better. But yeah. I'm, <laughs> it's I'm not actually, a better song.
1: I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> for heart and soul, for like emotional expression, yeah. what we put out. Ooh. And, you know, I'm terrible for tweaking and niggling and changing and chopping and, yeah. you know, because like... I sent you insane a few times like when you you'd send me some demo
0: beats and I'd send you back a finished vocal. You'd be like, that's "That's not not even, that's just a rough sketch of an idea. I was like, yeah, I finished it. Done it. It's wicked. It's great. It's like, no. (laughs) And we would, we would
1: have that fight, man. we would have that fight of like, um, I would want to develop it more. You'd want it pulled back and we'd work it. And you know.
0: I'm terrible for a love at first sight type thing on on music. The first version I listened to something and we had that on Gold Teeth. I really struggled tr- tr- for ages with what f- Flux added I was yeah. then completely wrong and it was great but yeah. we're going to get into that in the second half because I'm going to stop now Um, good, because it's good to end on talking about the new record that's out on June 8th and what's it called? You haven't um, even told me the name of it yet?
1: Have you it's, oh God What is it on the thing? I just I, I put
0: know. it on my phone I've driven I've not been looking at it as I've <laughs> dri- dri- driving. I've looked at so the it's track called, um,
1: <laughs> Cherished Overthrown Perfect. 0616 I don't know I put the 0616 in just because, like, I like numbers. Yeah, and it reminds it's, me of the, the, best the best Mode I stuff. I like, my I like it.
0: So, yeah, that's good because I've noticed on podcasts often the, f- the first part will get downloaded more than the second part. That's why I was keen oh, no, that no, we end the first in. part getting the plug-in. Get that in. I'm yeah. sure they'll all listen to the second part because the second part I think we'll probably feel with Lesat versus Pip stuff because we've touched upon that or we've got to the point of us coming together at that first gig and seeing where it all went from there. So we'll get on to...
1: June 8th. Bandcamp. All sorts of stories. Bank camp only. We should talk about that. Bank camp only. I like that. That's good. So yeah, we sort of touched on it earlier. Yeah. Are we carrying on talking? Are we? are we, Hang on, hang on, uh,
0: hang on. And we've started part two. There you go. We? Yeah, we've oh, started I was part two. Get now. a drink. You're going to get a drink. You can get a drink. Can then. we unstart part two? Let's unstart part two. This is the end of part one. Is there anything you, you want to leave in the end of part one? Do you want to talk bank camp before you get a drink? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's talk bank camp now.
1: And we're back in part one. We're back in part one. <laughs> back by no demand. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, June 8th, uh, Bandcamp only. Yeah. And the only reason, there's like eight reasons why it's Bandcamp only. Yeah. But, firstly, I wanted to do pay what you want. Yeah. Name your price. Mm-hmm. Because of what we were talking about earlier, I, I do like the idea of giving the people the option, giving yeah. people the option to have whatever they want. Yeah. For however much they yeah. they personally value it to yeah. be, and that's not a reflect. If someone pays two quid for the record, that's not them saying you're only worth two quid. Yeah, it's saying I've only got here's two the quid. two quid that I can. <laughs> this give is what to I this. can yeah. spare. You know, I'd rather that I'd rather someone had it yeah. for nothing than never got it mm-hmm. for that. But also, as it's a ten year anniversary of us fucking around on. MySpace and yeah. releasing records in the cheapest way we could work Absolutely. out. completely Why not do that? Why not let the Bandcamp? To me, are probably the most morally sound yeah. way of releasing music. I now. like it. I'm a, I'm a massive
0: follower and fan of of all the stuff that Gene Gray's been doing in yeah, recent yeah. years, and all through Bandcamp and all just direct to the the the, the fan base and it's kind of, it's beautiful and painful to watch because it is a massive struggle at times because yeah, it is a case yeah. of she'll be fucking doing, putting out so much content, doing like an audio book, a TV show, a, yeah. a, two albums, three albums, all this amazing stuff, but people won't necessarily know about it because it's yeah. not in the places that they're familiar with looking. So it's, it's a as I said, it's a painful but also admirable thing to watch is that, that, that watching someone going, no, look, the the key part is that I'm, doing this work and I'm putting it out there directly to you guys exactly and, and that's that's what matters so yeah and that,
1: that for me is like I'm not I'm not trying to get big yeah I'm not trying to like yeah. get back to standing on a stage in front of a few thousand people yeah I'm yeah. trying to get back to making music yeah that's, that's the important it. part And doing it through Bandcamp means that I don't have those pressures of a label who have invested money and want that money back from that side, which means I get to be happy. Yeah. I actually, actually enjoy this. it's not like the record's free for me to put out, just like mastering is going to cost six, seven hundred quid, Yeah, because I have to get it done well, why can't I be cheap and get it, oh (laughs) shit, do it. Fifty quid, yeah. Yeah. But, like, I would much rather be happy... Yeah, and people have it. Then completely and pissy. Oh, why won't why not Six Music play it? It's yeah, like, well, Six Music aren't going to play it because I haven't actually sent it. To yeah. So like, and again, like like something that we took ages to learn
0: was that you find the you end up in the right place, and and particularly on the second record where there was we'd blown up on the first, and there was a lot of pressure to get daytime at Radio yeah. One playing stuff like that, and it's like right, actually. If we get played in daytime radio one, most of the people listening are going to be annoyed that we're getting played because because we're not for them and we're not and we don't fit with that that music. Yeah. But we can get on to all of that in the in the second half. I want to kick the second half of, off with discussing the yeah the release of 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 not having a label tied into it and the actual happiness and because i know something again that is something that you're very involved and intricate in all decisions so it can be tough when you're working with other people Mm. in a label front or whatever that they're going to be doing tons of things right but they're going to be doing one thing that you might identify as wrong that is then going to make you paranoid that that's the reason it worked or didn't work or so on and so forth so and we've had that I personally had it on our second record a lot, and and you have had it at points. So yeah, let's get into that in part two. But now we're going to break and go and have some drinks, and then come back soon. Woo. A bit. You've been listening to
3: Scooby's Picks.
0: There we go, the legendary Mr. Dan Lassac. We pause there to have a quick drink, um, a drink break, and uh, we'll be back sh- shortly. The way we've done this, part one will go up at midnight, part two will go up at midday, um, so you'll be able to have both of them um, in no time at all. You can have one from on the way to work and one from on the way home for work, if that's okay with you. Um, Please subscribe and tell your friends and all that kind of thing. But you'll know that. If this is the first one you've listened to, which it might be, because it's a weird thing. Like We could have the biggest guest in the world, but not everyone in my fan base is going to be into that guest, if you know what I mean. So some people could be put off. A load more in general will be put onto it by that. But the interesting thing is that that's why the Ask pit ones are popular, because there's no guest to put people off. But most people who are into me are into dan lasac we came up together we did all this together so we we built this so yeah anyway on to the next one see you in a bit
3: hi this is craig robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes
0: from investgo qqq